Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Wednesday, July the 8th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you guys staying safe and staying sweaty. Today's podcast is brought to you by, you guessed it, my homies over at Athletic Greens. Again, you guys know it's the one thing I take every single day, and I never miss it. If you guys want to check them out, hit me up. I'll send you a link for 20 free travel packs. And again, if you guys who are super on the fence and you don't know, I might even have Monica mail you out a pack so you can try it before you actually dive in again. It replaces the need for you guys to take a multivitamin. Again, I travel with the packs. Obviously, when I'm at home, I just dump a bunch in water. I slam it. Again, if you guys are looking for something to, A, help your immune system out, which I think in any time in life is ideal, especially now. If you guys are talking gut health, digestion, and if you struggle with eating vegetables, which is honestly the biggest reason I started taking it because I cannot eat four to five servings of greens every single day. It's not realistic, even for me. That is why I pump the greens in. So if you guys want to check them out, hit me up, ASAP. So... Today's podcast, we're titling it The Burning Man because I have the man, the myth, the legend, entrepreneur, master fabricator, the original Burning Man himself, Ian. Ian, how do I say your last name? Lil Jablad. Lil Jablad. I was going to mess that up. I've known you for like 10 years. <laughs> now, Monica says it, but I don't think she says it right, though. Honestly. It's just like it's spelled. Lil it's Jablad. That's badass, dude. So, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So for these guys um, who don't know anything about you, let's just go. Let's go way back. Like, where are you from, dude? I was born in uh, Flint, Michigan. Seventy-three. Super nice place, Flint. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> used to be. Yeah. Used to be beautiful. Yeah. My grandparents from there too. Grew up there. You know, everybody's in. Uh, generally worked for General Motors, but. Yeah, it's not so nice now. Yeah, I've flown in a couple times. It's uh, it's different, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> not uh, they have a water. Does Disney have clean water now or no? Uh, I think it's still fucked up. up. Yeah, that's crazy. That's America. Yeah, and it's still like that. So then, obviously, moved out here as a kid. Yeah, I was about four or five. My mom moved us out here. Uh, my grandparents had a little uh, winter home in Sun City. So oh, nice. She, Moved out here with me and uh, kind of used that as a stepping stone to get settled and get a job and get moving. Been here ever since. Been here ever since, yeah. W- grew up in Scottsdale. Went to school all through Scottsdale. A lot different now than when you were a kid? Same? Fancier? I Probably fancier, yeah. But but it's, I think it's always been nice. Scottsdale's always been awesome. Well, now we're the... It. Now we're the global hotspot for coronavirus, too. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? Come on, man. Yeah. We can't get our shit together. Any of us. Uh, But where? So for you, these guys, obviously, I brought Ian on. He's been here. How long have you been here with us? I started in, I think, 2013. So seven, eight years. Yeah. It's a long time. And Ian's unique. He is, I don't know if you're the first person I knew who went to Burning Man. But you're one of them, for sure. Uh-huh. You're the longest vet of anybody. But before I get into that, um, you do a lot of stuff that's uh, outside of that, uh, that's unique uh, in terms of like careers and stuff. But let's just go down the list of of the jobs you've had, and then up until probably today, mm-hmm. if you if you can remember most of them. Uh, well, when I graduated high school, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do, and just had shitty jobs here and there 
Home Depot and Discount Tire and work detailing cars for uh, the Scottsdale Lexus dealership. Um, and then uh, I bought a Jeep in the late 90s and uh, started modifying it myself in the garage and um, I tend to uh, get obsessive about things about hobbies and uh, get get this like kind of zero focus on it and that's what happened with the with the off-road stuff and um, eventually got noticed by some industry uh, insiders magazines and that kind of stuff and uh, got offered a job in a fab shop and so what what was it cars like why a jeep of all the things I don't know. Like, we all have our shit, right? Like, I like trucks. Typically, like, I'm not a Porsche guy. Some people have Porsches. Some people have Jeeps. I don't know. I just... uh, Well, I know why, actually. Um, I was into street bikes for a while um, before I bought the Jeep and crashed twice on the street. Nice. Within six weeks of each other and broke my ankle on the first one and broke my or no I'm sorry I broke my hand on the first one so I was riding still with a broken hand and then crashed again and broke my ankle Jesus bro about you, 6 weeks later and decided maybe I shouldn't be yeah. doing the bike shit anymore. And then then I decided I needed to have something with a roll cage so that was when I started looking at four wheel drive stuff and uh, got into the Jeep thing and when you say Jeep, you're not, like, for the people listening, not like a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Like, no, more like... Uh, a legit Jeep. Yeah, like the the open top, topless, you know, Jeep with a roll cage, CJ5, CJ7, that kind of thing is what I... CJ5 is what I started with. Like where you can really off-road it. Yeah, really, truly off-road it. And um, you can get really aggressive with the modification and, I mean... Some people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on vehicles like that. So, like you, so you're working. You work in a fabrication shop, and then you eventually start your own shit. Yeah, I worked for three different um, companies that you know, fab shops, uh, over about a ten year period, and uh, I just started building. I built. I built a vehicle for myself, Jeep-ish vehicle, four wheel drive. Um, and I'd use it for six months to a year and I'd sell it and I'd build another one. And it was, it's kind of like flipping houses where I was just acquiring this capital every time I built one and sold one. And eventually I had this chunk of money where I could quit my job, buy equipment and, you know, rent a shop and, and start a business. Do it your damn self. Yeah. And so it's weird because you say that like when people think of the Jeeps and I didn't even hear this phrase until the guy, there's a dude here, um, drives a Raptor or he did. And, uh, but he's like, it's like a pavement princess for uh-huh. him. Yeah. It doesn't go. And so he told me the story, the place, there's one around the corner here. Oh yeah. The uh, big lifted Jeeps or shit like that, whatever. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called now, but. But yeah, yeah. they lift up sh- stuff, I guess. Yeah. And I'm sure they do other things, but uh, he took it over there. I think it was that, and they were just asking him. Oh no, he had a Jeep part of that, like a Rubicon, which in oh, Scott, yeah. Scottsdale too, same thing. And, and not everybody; some people really do them here, but a lot of times, 
in Scottsdale, if you have like a Rubicon or a Raptor, it's never going to leave Scottsdale yeah. Road or Hayden. It doesn't yeah. fucking see the dirt, which the is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But you spend the money on it. Those typically are meant to do other things. So he would take the Rubicon over there and they asked him, they're like, well, are you a Scottsdale person? And he's like, no, no, I live in Arcadia which is technically Phoenix, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, 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 that's not what we mean. Like, are you planning on, like, taking this off road? He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, okay, you're a Scottsdale person. Right. It's basically yeah. what they mean. Because, like, a lot of times, like, those, some of them are, the Raptors sit higher. I think the Rubicons probably sit higher slightly. A little bit, yeah. But even that, like, the, I guess, with the pumpkin underneath still is relatively low. Mm-hmm. So if you drive over rocks, you're going to fuck shit up. Yeah, you can. It's not really meant for that. So you're talking like the extreme stuff because I've seen you drive and do some of the things that I don't think an average person should probably do. Yeah, I mean, I was more into the extreme stuff, before, you know, I don't know, ten years ago. Oh, yeah, like you had like rock climbers. Yeah, rock rock crawlers. Jesus, bro. Uh, and I used to do the competitions and you know travel all around the country doing that stuff. But I don't know that that really wasn't. I figured out that wasn't for me. I had more fun in the in the parking lot before and after the event than i did the actual event so i stopped doing that kind of stuff but because that's like where you're actually like to me it looks like scaling rocks yeah like in a vehicle yeah that does not seem safe (laughs) i mean i'm sure for some for if you're skilled i guess but i'm like i wouldn't want to do that shit uh i mean it's yeah it's safe i mean you have all this safety equipment you know roll cage and seat belts and they make you wear helmets when you're when you're in competition and that that sort of thing, so. But that's gnarly, though. Yeah, I've I've rolled a jeep, probably twenty plus times. Like I the mean, first time you do, is it freak you out? Um. Or you're kind of into that anyway. I don't even recall the first time that happened. It's usually very slow, so it's just kind of like five miles an hour, and you just kind of roll it over on the outside. And you something. realize, like, shit, I'm gonna turn over. Yeah, yeah, you know it's gonna happen. You can feel it. Because we did uh, whatever, we did a tour in Hawaii, like in the little, they're like the little ATVs, but they have roll cages on them. Mm-hmm. And you can flip them. I mean, I think you got to be a dipshit to do it. Like wherever they film like Jurassic Park, so we got to do yeah. that. And that stuff's fun. But like, I'm not aggressive enough to like. It's like a side-by-side? Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, I think that, you know, for me it's safe. And, and they don't, yeah. not going to take an average person like me on some dangerous shit. But like when I watch your stuff, are you doing not that long ago? Because you have, and we'll get to this too. You have obviously Big Willie, which is we'll explain that. But uh-huh. you have another Jeep though too. Yeah, I have a, a 1948 CJ2A, which is just uh, you know just three years after World War II. So it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 72 year old Jeep, but it's totally stock. I mean it's just stock wheel and tire. It it looks like a wartime Jeep. Yeah, it looks like it looks like it's seventy years old. It looks like it's something out of Mash, the, the TV show Mash. Yeah, um, like the dash. And so I haven't seen it up close, but I'm assuming like everything is pretty primitive. Yeah, yeah, it's all original, all you know, rusty and shitty looking, but it goes anywhere you point it, really. Yeah, I don't know how long ago it was. I don't watch a ton of stuff on social because I can't watch the news because I hate everything they post. Uh, and someone will tag me in some negative shit. But I saw you, <laughs> like, you're in, somebody, you must like, you guys were like going up a trail in that Jeep. Uh-huh. And they were like kind of telling you how to go, like get around it. And you had to go backwards and forwards like 10 fucking times yeah. just to climb it. Like, what is that about? Is that just you guys just hanging out? Yeah, that's just um... like I would never do that. Like I'm watch, <laughs> I'm watching it, and I'm like, 
Because, like, Heather's like, okay, like, if you get a truck, we'll do this. I'm like, well, we'll do some stuff. But I'm like, I'm not doing... Like, and your, your shit is built for that. But I'm watching you, like, try to go over these rocks. I mean, it's like, it literally, like, if you guys are at home listening, it's like climbing, like, what you would go hiking. Like, a little hiking trail. But, like, yeah. a pretty steep incline. And, like, you have to go backwards and forwards just to get over some of, the, like... They're not just rocks, like little boulders, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, you, I mean, you have your friends are there, and they might have to spot you through a, a certain section because it's real technical or uh, difficult. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's part of the fun of it. And that's just you guys just trying to get to places that normally you couldn't get to unless you're going to hike your ass in? Yeah, I mean, you could hike there. Um, we do stuff like uh, run the Rubicon Trail, which is in the, the Sierras up near Tahoe. Um, it's one of the oldest Jeep trails in the in the U.S. and uh, it's it's really tough in a stock Jeep like I have. Yeah. Um, a lot of these big, you know, totally modified hundred thousand dollar vehicles, they'll run through there without even backing up once. But for w- when we do it, it's you know it's a lot of work and uh, but it, there's a goal is to get to the springs at at the bottom of the trail. You know, it's just like this beautiful place in the Sierras in a river running through. And, um, you know, they have this little grassy area and have live bands and catered food. And it's like, usually it's a destination. Yeah. like so It's not just going out and trying to crawl a rock and then going home. That makes sense. And I think like, yeah, because I've seen like if I take my car to like, you know what Whitey's is? Whitey's? Like Whitey's? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I take my car. Uh-huh. They're good good dudes. Yeah. But I'll go in there and it'll be like, you'll see a Jeep, which I'm sure it's already like a $60,000 Jeep. Mm-hmm. But by the time it's like with the wheels and the lift and everything, it's probably like a hundred k. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure for those, it's it's just easier to do everything. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. It takes the fun out of it. I mean, I've done that. So I'm not really interested in it anymore. Well, it makes a person who sucks be, be able to do it, <laughs> I guess, basically. Yeah. I mean, it really driving the stock little one it 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 lets you know if you can actually drive or not well it's like uh because my old man had a truck i think he sold it like two years ago he got it when he was no nah, maybe it was five years ago uh it was one of those like the chevy like i think it was like 76 like one of those scottsdale edition trucks uh-huh. but big and lifted and that's like i learned how to drive on that mostly as a kid no power steering though yeah so like when you turn it, it's like turning a fucking wagon wheel like you can it feels weird. Like, it's not the same as, like, my little Honda. Right, Like, yeah. it basically just yeah. drives itself for the most part. hmm So, back to this. So, you work for yourself forever, and then you just decide one day, like, I don't want to do that anymore? Pretty much, yeah. And how does that yeah. work? Like, so, like, hey, I'm running the business. This is cool. And then you're just like, I'm just tired of it? I put the business up for sale. Uh, the only thing I really did, I looked into brokers and... Uh, Brokers are just so expensive. Uh, and I just put an ad on Craigslist, and one guy called and happened to make the sale. So I just got lucky, really. And so, like, what does he buy? He buys, like, your book of business or, like, the equipment and stuff? or Basically the name and the equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just um, – I got – truthfully, I got tired of having employees and – Dealing and, with their bullshit and dealing with the IRS, that that bullshit. You don't like the IRS, bro? <laughs> no, man, they're a fucking pain in the ass. You know, not uh, not my favorite. No, every time like my CPA's name is Chris, and he's like, I wish he was like. You ever seen the movie The Accountant with Ben Affleck, 
where he's like really like an assassin. I don't think so. No. I wish Chris was like that, and he was secretly an assassin, <laughs> but I don't think he is. Because every time he calls me, it's never anything good. Right. It's always terrible, and uh, he has no sense of humor at all. And I talk to him just like I talk to you. Because he'll be like, "Hey man, here's your estimates." I'm like, "Bro, what the fuck? That seems like it's super high." And he would just it's like silence. Yeah. He's like. Well, yeah, if you're making money. I'm like, no, no, dude. I'm like, this guy has to be wrong. And there's like no, he's just so dry. It just bothers the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, sounds like an accountant. But it's not his fault, though. It's just the government's the government, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not super fun. Yeah. And so you sell the business to the dude, and then what do you do right after that? Uh, I sold the business, and then uh, I, I owned two houses at that point. I had you know my, my residence, and then I had a rental and I sold both those houses in the business, and I basically liquidated everything that I, that I owned. Um, I sold some vehicles that I had had, uh, and I got my real estate license uh, with the intention of flipping houses. Slanging homes. Yeah, so then I had this chunk of capital that I could use uh, for, for investment uh, to flip houses. And how'd that go? It was okay. I mean, I didn't really know what I was doing. I, I had some partners that I did deals with. I never did a, a flip completely on my own. Uh, for one, I didn't have enough capital to do it. And for two, I didn't have the experience. So um, I, know, I probably did about six six deals like that. Because it's like and basically what you guys do is you put up the money to get it. And then every day you don't sell it. I'm assuming yeah. you're just bleeding money. It's cost you money every day, carrying costs. Not as easy as the TV shows make it look. No. I, I see people because they'll say, oh, Jeremy, you should do this. Like when I paid my house off, everyone was giving me this genius advice. And, <laughs> like, thanks, assholes. Um, a pandemic happened 30 days later. Right. Look, look who's laughing now. Right. Um, but they're like, oh, you should do this. And I'm like, dude, if I would have bought four rentals with that money, I probably would have, like, jumped off a bridge at this point right now. Like, I'd, I I wouldn't be able to breathe. I wouldn't be able to sleep so much. Mm-hmm. Like, that's whenever I see that stuff, like, and I give you guys credit for doing it. Like, and I'm entrepreneurial enough. Like, I'll hustle, but in my, in my very narrow lane. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do anything that keeps me up at night. Like, there's just no way. Like, so if I have it. Remember, because you had a property that was, like, expensive. Like, a horse property, right? Yeah. What was that, like, 700000 uh, It was a lot. I think we bought it for, like, three fifty, and then... Listed it for about seven hundred, yeah. Because you're like, oh, I'm trying to sell it. I'm like, that seems like a. I mean, again, here seven hundred thousand for people listening is not. That's not insane. I got a dude here who just sold a five million dollar house. Yeah. Two days ago, but that, to me, t- to me, seven thousand dollars is a lot of money. Like seven hundred seems insane to me, mm-hmm. and to have to carry that for weeks or months. Yeah, it's seems stressful, painful for sure. Yeah. So you still do some house stuff now or no? Well, I mean, no, you have the I, option. I, I haven't been, I haven't been flipping lately. I haven't done one in I don't know a couple of years, I guess. But um, now I just have my my real estate license and uh, take clients on and do that, as well as a couple other things. But because you still fabricate shit, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's I still have a shop, basically just for my own, uh, you know, do my own work on my own vehicles. Um, but uh, I've kind of like rolled into some a couple products that I've been making that have just been selling like crazy lately. Just um, 
surprised me actually. That's all Jeep stuff, right? Yeah, I'd make um, seat cushions, like replacement seat cushions for early Jeeps, 40s and 50s Jeeps. Um, it's just like a stock replacement seat cushion and uh, a rock slider for that for those same Jeeps, which is just like rock protection on the bottom of the body between the front and rear tire. Oh, yeah. That corner there where you're dragging it over rocks. Um, it's just a little kit basically to bolt on and weld on uh, to protect the body. And there's a market for that. Yeah, they've been selling like crazy. I for just 40, sold one. 40s and 50s Jeeps. Yeah. Which is crazy. I just sold one of those rock sliders this morning. Woke up and there's a an email there from my store saying I had a sale. So it's crazy. It's online mostly. Yeah. I figure. Yeah. yeah. But again, like I guess like now, you know, obviously the world is a dumpster fire uh, for the most part. So people are doing different shit, I suppose. I think, I think a lot of these Jeep guys are, they're not working and they don't have anything to do, but, you know, keep busy and work on their Jeeps. And just do man, man shit. I guess, yeah. yeah. Well, it's crazy because so um, my mom is married to uh, Dave and Dave is out in, they're in Detroit, so uh-huh. he's got his couple shops like novi waterford one's on eight mile and he called me two days ago because he's like oh i found this raptor i'm like i don't have any money so i can't buy it <laughs> i'm like maybe not right now uh it was super clean but they're, they're the even the gen ones are so expensive it was a 14 mm-hmm. uh it's like 20 some thousand miles it was forty five thousand bucks up front yeah plus tax by the time they ship it, that's 50 grand mm-hmm. i'm like it's just it's tempting though is that less expensive than what they are out here yeah, it's they're hard to find, honestly. Most mm. of the stuff here is shit. Mm. I, I don't mean I don't mean that negatively, but like the Gen One, like the, that for people listening, if you're car people, the Gen One Raptors, they're you know not aluminum shit, they're mm-hmm. steel, and they're the V8s, the big block engines. You basically put a bullet hole through them, they'll still run. Like and they're just it's kind of like that weird car that they don't go down as much. And they're just rare to find. Yeah. And so, like, for him, if he's, like, if it's in Michigan or Ohio, as long as they're not from Canada, like, they're usually pretty clean. And if someone's taking care of it and the miles are that low, like, as long as you change the oil, like, twice, like, you couldn't have fucked it up probably that much. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they're so, they just don't go down in price, which is, I mean, everything else does. If you want a 14 F-150, it's two bucks, you know, but for some reason, like, those just don't drop which yeah for whatever stupid reason i like those i like nothing else that costs anything at all like everything else i, I don't give a shit mm-hmm. but for some reason that's it but anyways to my point he called me two days ago we're talking about that but he said his shop is the busiest it's ever been he goes like since like 20 years ago either he said a because probably people are not buying sixty thousand dollar brand new suvs they're replacing the engines and doing stuff is it like automotive repair yeah do a lot of engine stuff okay like so they'll build an engine so if you have like if it's your F one fifty and you want to keep it, maybe you just do the engine for five six grand or something right. instead of going and buying a forty thousand dollar truck, which yeah now gets you a used one basically, which is kind of cool. So to your stuff, so you're still building things. So what do you do for work? Just all this? You just kind of hodgepodge everything. Yeah, I just kind of uh, do whatever. I mean, when have you? I, when's the last time you had a real job? Two thousand three. What was that? I was working at a fab shop before I started my own business. That's it? Yeah. It was the last time I had a like, real paycheck. I'm trying to think. When was mine? 2000. Yeah, it was 2009. Yeah. I mean, like obviously, like we do all these 
side hustles, but yeah. that's all shit. Like it's my own. I I always say like when Heather and I talk about it, like sometimes, and obviously this pandemic has sucked shit uh, for every industry. Not every industry, but mine, or hospitality, anything with humans, basically, not super fun. But we have the internet, and I'm like, when we run these programs, like obviously I've died for it for a long time, but I'm like, I made all this shit up. <laughs> Everything you see in here is fucking made up. Like, like again, like you said, like you have your own shop to fabricate. I'm like, you know, if Jim's disappeared tomorrow, I would keep this. Like, this is just the dopest man cave yeah. I would have to, like, sure. podcast and exercise and, you know, shoot archery or whatever the fuck I want to do in here. <laughs> but I'm like, I, it's all made up. Like, it, we, you literally, like, for you, okay, I'm going to sell these seat cushions and I'm, you made that up. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no guide for that. Which, right. A, is... There's great freedom in it, but it's way harder to do than like because you're generating everything. Yeah, from nothing. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem hard to me, but it it was just a need that I had. I needed cushions for for my Jeep, so then I was like, well, I know th- I, I know this guy, a friend of mine, who has an upholstery shop. I'll just go down there and talk to him, and I had the cushions made, and I just put some pictures up on Facebook, and all of a sudden I got guys knocking down my door wanting to buy them slinging jeep cushions yeah so selling houses and slinging jeep cushions right yeah now. and then you do and other stuff too if people want it uh yeah i mean the i take clients as a real estate agent and um uh well i before the whole pandemic thing i was uh like in the gig industry uh with the two art cars that i have um those were getting hired out for music festivals and car uh, shows car shows yeah not a lot of money in the car show thing but um music festivals corporate events like a that have a corporate party and and have one of the vehicles sitting there and uh it, it would supply sound and lighting entertainment whatever when does that come back <laughs> when the fuck can we do shit again i don't know i've had it have you had it had what have you had it oh yeah because yeah. you are more social than me. Like, I'm you a think ro- so? I'm, uh, it's different. Well, if I, I'll say this. I don't, and here's what, and this is where Heather and I will differ, because she's like, oh, you're a robot mutant. And I am. I'm a serial <laughs> killer. If she goes missing, you guys, obviously, it's probably me. And I'll probably get away with it, because I think I'm smart enough. But they always say that, and then they get them. They always think it's the husband, too, so I have to figure that out. But yeah. She'll say that in, because in the weekends, like, I'll be tired, right? But it's because I would see, like, 100 people here a day. Mm. You know, and it's like, it's you're pouring into 100 people and then 100 people dump, not everybody, but like 50 people dump their shit on you. So I chew it, I consume it, then I get in a podcast and make these videos and so I'm just, I'm tired. What I've noticed during this is that like, as much of a like robot as I am, to not see anybody for days sucks ass. Like, it just makes you like, I don't want to say sad, but like weird. Like on Monday I'm in here and it's like nobody. I'm like, I don't think I talked on Monday and, <laughs> until I did a podcast at like 3 o'clock. So I didn't say a fucking word. Like, because there's no one here. Yeah. And I'm like, it just, it does something to you. But for you, like, you'll go, like, you'll go out to dinner more or go to the bars more. Or, like, you know, probably do more group shit than I do. Yeah, probably. And I'm like, it's just not fun when you can't do it. Yeah. Especially for your stuff. So for these guys listening, when you say, like, the art cars, you have this Jeep. It's called Big Willie. Yeah. And what is the Instagram handle for it? Big Willie Jeep, uh, or at Big Willie Jeep. So for you guys, if you're on Instagram, at Big Willie Jeep, you'll see it. I've driven it uh, before. It's, you explain it, because it's like, it's like a Jeep on steroids. Like, it's the biggest thing you've ever seen. It looks like a yeah. monster truck, kind of. 
It's kind of like a monster truck. It's it's a wartime Jeep replica that is 1.65 to 1 scale. So it's basically 65% bigger than stock. So the top of the hood, when you're standing next to it, is six foot tall. Or to the top of the windshield frame is like... I'm looking at it right now. And ten and a half feet. It's me right here on IG, or on uh, Google Images. Oh, yeah. Here in the front. That's <laughs> fucking sick. How big are the wheels? Uh, the tire measures 52 inches. What's it, like five feet? Yeah, four and a half, yeah. A five foot tire. Yeah. I mean, because like, this is the biggest thing ever. You, if you guys go on Instagram, you have to check out. It's the dopest thing. And again, like driving it too, it's like a wagon wheel. How big is the fucking steering wheel? <laughs> Look at that thing. It's enormous. It's all to scale. That so. thing is dope. And you built that from scratch. Yeah. The whole thing. Chassis and everything. The frame? Uh-huh. How do you do that? It's, what is that, metal, right? Yeah. It's, uh, the frame is uh, three by six rectangle tube. That thing is super dope. It is one of the coolest things I've seen. Thank you. And you have it kitted out, though, like with everything. So now it has lights and music and shit. Yeah, there's LED lights that, are, that you know, kind of follow, follow the body lines all the way around. And there's a huge uh, JBL sound system in it. Ten, yeah, you have ten, s- ten inch subwoofers. You have subs everywhere. Yeah. And those guys hooked you up with that stuff? Some of them? Yeah, JBL was a sponsor and uh, gave me all that equipment. Yeah, dude, that is crazy. Yeah, when you go on Google Images, you can see it like raw, too. Like the old school stuff. Like yeah, when that you was just, during the build. Yeah, just like, that's gnarly, bro. Yeah, compared to like a real car, it's like, it looks like you could run a car over. Yeah, I mean, to a point. How fast does it go? It's not fast. I mean, it's it's geared. It would do highway speeds, you know, 70, 75, but. How fast it, have you went in it? Probably like 45 max. I would say, dude, yeah. yeah. I mean, do, when you guys, if you guys watch this, this thing is huge. Like it takes up a whole lane. Can you really drive yeah. it on the road? It's eight foot wide. Yeah, yeah. It's still street legal, so it's it's ninety six inches wide. The uh, legal limit is one hundred and two. So and you just have to have what like three, like the little amber lights for the DOT, or no? To be street legal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, because like the it, Raptors do, the Raptors have to have those because they're like just. It's like they made them like one inch too big. I think so. Yeah. Something but like that. This technically, this vehicle is a nineteen forty two. So. It's like if it's it a, doesn't if it's historic, they don't give a shit. Yeah, it, it does. There's no seat because there's, there's no, no seat belts. belts. Yeah, yeah. I remember sitting in it and I was like, man, and the seats so huge too. <laughs> God, that's like fuck, a recliner. That's fucking crazy. So you take this thing everywhere, basically. Yeah, I mean, originally it was built uh, for Burning Man, but then that concept kind of evolved as I was building it, and it's now turned into something that I use all year long to make money. Yeah, yeah. I've been been talking with uh, Earnhardt, uh, the Tex Earnhardt dealerships yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been emailing with them back and forth lately uh, about uh, having it out at one of their dealerships for a weekend sale or something. That to display happen, it, but, yeah, yeah, and get you know get paid for that. And it's it's really not a whole lot of work. You just I load it on a trailer, take it there, drop it off, and go pick it up the next day. It's like it's easy stuff. Yeah, and how long did it take you to build it? Uh, seven months. That's it, huh? Yeah, every single day for seven months. I didn't take a day off. Did you work during that time? I was working a little bit, yeah. Um, For the first five months, I was probably working 40 hours a week or something. Yeah. 
the last two months I worked on it solely like 11 12 hours a day so you get obsessed with it yeah well I had a goal to get it done to take to Burning Man which is the end of August so I started in late January early February and I needed to be I needed to load it on a trailer to go to Burning Man like August 22nd or something like that that's gnarly dude uh, I literally worked on it up until the, the moment it went on the trailer to get it and what's um like and the sponsors and stuff give you a bunch of money but what did it cost you out of pocket to put together uh they didn't really give me nobody gave me money they just gave you stuff they gave you product yeah yeah, which again yeah which is great for sure i mean it's probably eighty thousand dollars in parts and how much did you how much did it cost you Uh, i probably have about 10 grand in it in in seven months of your life yeah minus yeah minus the labor the time is a big thing yeah but that thing is sick bro so for these guys listening all right we'll go we'll go burning man because I don't, right. even, I don't even know what Burning Man is. <laughs> it, when I, I wrote my three notes here, Mad Max, Naked, and Drugs. That's, my, <laughs> that's what I wrote for my show notes. Because yeah. when I, so for everyone listening, like we have, I think, I want to say, so Heather has his friend, uh, Ramey and Brittany. Ramey, I think he's a, he's a, either an ER doctor, he's some kind of physician. Uh-huh. And she's a doctor too, I think. They're both super smart. They've been there. Uh so obviously everybody at this point now the world knows about it and goes to it but like what maybe in your terms or like the basic definition or the general definition like what the hell is burning man Um, is there is there like i know because you have how what you think and i think everybody probably thinks they have their own version of it or what they get out of it or think about it but like yeah if i'm just like you know rick is at home listening and he doesn't know what the fuck burning man is well, I'm, it's a giant I, party. It's a giant party. I'd start out by saying what it isn't, though. It's it's not a music festival. And people think I think a lot of people think that it is a music festival, like Coachella, like Coachella, yeah. And uh, I'm not a fan of Coachella, but no, um, no, no, that's not your jam. <laughs> that seems no. like like you've seen the movie Saw. Yeah, Coachella would kind of be like my Saw. I think. If they yeah. said I had to be there for a whole week. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it's just personality types. Like we always would say we would joke like my saw game would be like if I woke up in a room and I was locked in and they were playing like Hellboy on the T V and just blaring nickelback like for hours. <laughs> and that would be like my nightmare. Um but like the huge group things are not generally my thing. Like I can do them in small doses. Mm-hmm. Like if you could like airdrop me into Coachella to watch like Snoop Dogg for like forty five minutes and then somehow like transport my yeah. body out then maybe I could do that, but I don't want to be in a group of a bunch of people just screaming or right. shit-faced. Yeah. And just, I mean, it's, it's just different. But So Burning Man is not that. Burning Man is not that. I mean, there is music there. But not like, um, they don't fly in like... The, do they have artists now that just go there? Not really artists, no. I mean, DJs is primarily what it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had a live reggae band play uh, on the art car before, but... Um, you know, nobody, nobody like big. I mean, I've seen P. Diddy there. No shit. Yeah, just riding a bike. That's but, fucking crazy too. Yeah, which um, is gnarly. But again, he's not there to like. I guess a Coachella's like okay, Diddy's headlining, so you go to see Diddy. That's well, not what that is. No, there's no headliner really. So um, if there's music, and, it just happens to be music there. And if there is an artist there, they 
technically they're not supposed to be paid and generally they wouldn't be paid like the DJs that that play they play pro bono they're, they go there for the event to be in that experience and that's their gift that they're giving back because there's no money in Burning Man there's no cash exchanged at Burning Man you pay for a ticket and you have to pay to get there and you have to you know obviously you, you shop and bring everything you need um, but once you get there, there's no money exchange. There's no beer garden. There's no place to stop and get a burger. Uh, everything is, it's gifting. It's in the middle of the desert, right? Yeah, dry lake bed in northern Nevada, 120 miles north of Reno. So there's no, there's nothing there. The closest little town is called Gerlach, and it's about 12 miles away. But it's maybe a town of... 100 people or something it's tiny it's a little gas station and a bar that's, that's it, it huh? that's it how crazy for them though like you're you live in Gerlach, and yeah. all of a sudden like fucking burning man is like right down the street yeah i mean i imagine they're really gonna suffer this year um because oh, dude it, yeah because it's the vents closed or canceled so that's i mean i guess it's probably i think they probably hate the event but they probably love the revenue that it brings well because i'm sure like any infrastructure they have there just gets a shit ton of money yeah from like gas yeah. or food or whatever and they probably stock up and buy it just for that alone i'd imagine yeah yeah so you drive out to the middle of the desert and who how does this do you how does this start i don't need the whole history how did it start yeah just some dude it was like um, on a beach somewhere right yeah it's uh, ba- uh started on baker beach in san francisco it was like a group of like five dudes five friends they're they're all kind of artist type uh and one labor day weekend they for whatever reason i don't even know the whole story they built an effigy of a man uh you know like five feet tall or six feet tall and took it to baker beach on labor day and lit it on fire and when they did they got this crowd of people that came from all directions on the beach to see what they were doing and you know, watch the fire, and they, from what I hear, those spectators said, yeah, you guys should do this again next year, and they did it again next year, and then eventually it got so big that the city of San Francisco just shut them down and said, you can't do this here anymore, and then then they moved to a different location for a couple years, and then it turned into the, the lake bed that it's on now. Which is so, cr- and now how many people go, do you know? Well, they sell about 70,000 tickets. It's capped out now. The, the, the Bureau of Land Management won't let them grow anymore just because of the, the traffic and the infrastructure. That's in that crazy. So how does it work? Like, you buy a ticket. Like, I'm sure they go on sale, like, whatever day. Yeah. And that, then people just, like, sprint to buy them. Yeah. They, they it's sell all general it, mission. They sell it in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yes. There, so, yeah, there is no VIP at Burning Man. It's just dirt. It's well. Everybody's on even playing field. Yeah. So there isn't a VIP section. Yeah. Or a VIP ticket. It's just all there. What does it cost? Hundred bucks. Four. Four hundred. Four hundred bucks. Yeah. Damn, bro. But that's who? A week. Who makes? Like, who's the dude? Does these same dudes now make the money? <laughs> it's now a nonprofit. Oh damn! Because so. I was like, man, I'm like seventy thousand. Perhaps four hundred bucks. I'm like, I might just do my own. Like, we'll call it Scottsdale, man. And we'll just do this shit right here in the parking lot. It'd be hot as fuck. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need 70,000. We'll take like 10,000 people. 400 <laughs> bucks? Like, we'll call it a day. <laughs> yeah. That's gnarly. So you... How does that work, though? So is there like an entrance? Yeah. 
there's a gate and you have to go through the gate and hand them your ticket so they like they like fence it off mm-hmm. no shit it's yeah. got to be huge though it's like uh 10 miles of fencing so this is a production yeah and it's yeah. all policed by the blm and the, and some of the local sheriff's departments but really uh-huh they like porta potties and stuff yeah, porta potties, and uh, so Burning Man, the the organization, they build the man, and they build a center camp, uh, which is kind of a community civic kind of area. Yeah, for, I've seen the the for art and and there's a little coffee shop in there that's actually the only two things you can buy at Burning Man are coffee and ice. So that's they have kinda... a little coffee shop in the in center camp. That's cool. Um. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I lost, I lost my train of thought there. So they, that's in the center. But then, and you can just they have porta-potties that, and you can just put your stuff wherever you want? Yeah. So, <clears throat> well, then there, there's open camping areas where you can camp you know, anywhere in this area. But there are uh, places designated for theme camps. So there's about 1,000 registered theme camps every year. And what is a theme camp? A theme camp is just um, an organized group of people that are there to entertain you in some sort of theme or fashion. I mean, they have to uh, supply the organization, the the Burning Man organization, with a plan as to how they're going to interact with the public. So, like... I could go there and be like, okay, hey guys, this is a Batman theme camp. Yeah. And like, you just like, you pretend you're Batman and shit? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like what's an example of one that you've seen there? Like one or two? The, the one that sticks out of my mind is, uh, there was a Big Lebowski. Oh, nice, bro. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. So they had, you know, you're on a dry lake bed. It's just like dust and dirt, but they had all these area rugs out. You know, because of the whole yeah, piss on the rug thing. For sure. And they had a bowling alley and a, a lot of the people in the camp. You know, they, it was a camp maybe of, I don't know, 50 people or something. But they're all dressing the part, you know, so they're like wearing robes and, uh, you know, playing the characters. That's kind of tight. And um, if you, like I would ride my bike by there every day because it was kind of like on the way out of camp. And, you know, you could just yell at them and say something, you know, like, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah. And they'd yell back at you, you know, you're out of your element. That's pretty tight. <laughs> That's pretty tight, actually. So they get, you know, they, the theme camps really get get into it. And there's there's other, like, interactive camps where, the, like, swing camp, where it's all, like, trapeze kind of stuff, hanging, like, rings and swings and trampolines and... Like fitness camp, basically. Basically, yeah. Just go there and do exercise. Yeah. yeah. Why not? We could do that. One of my campmates um, actually did... She she was in our theme camp, but she went out in the middle of the open playa uh, at a, a piece of art there and had something scheduled where it was she was doing workout of the day. So they took um, barbells and dumbbells and weights and... Uh, I can't remember everything she took out there, but... And did a workout of the day every, I think maybe three or four days out of the week. No shit. And uh, people would show up and work out with her. Exercise at Burning Man. Yeah. 
So how many days is it total? Seven. From start and do what do most people go the whole week or some people do whatever they want? I mean, if you go that far, right? A lot of people go the whole week. There are some that just show up later in the week on, you know, Thursday or Friday and go home on Saturday or Sunday. But uh, a lot of, a lot of those people are, I think are more local from Reno probably. Just to see what it's about. Yeah. Or just hang out for a day or two. I'm there almost two weeks because I go in early. Usually going about five days early. Because you bring the Jeep there. Yeah, the, the Jeep. And I have another art car called Movement of Ja People. Oh, yeah, I seen that one too. Yeah. Oh, you build like the whole shit though. It's yeah. like a whole face. Yeah. Yeah. Lion. It's like a giant. It looks like something you would see like in a parade. Yeah. Basically. Kind of, yeah. 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 Like huge production. It's a reggae themed. So the, the. If the Macy's Day Parade was like reggae. Yeah. Basically. That's right. what would be going on. Yeah. You bring all that shit there. Yeah, the past two years I brought... Big Willie's only been to Burning Man twice. But for those two years, yeah, I brought both cars, which is a shit ton of work. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. That's, and it's so far. 800 miles from here, yeah, from Scottsdale. Dude. I mean, the gas alone. Yeah. It's an, invest, an investment. It's, uh, it's $700, $800 in fuel, probably. Damn, man. And so what do most people do, like, there for sleep, like? They just have like an RV or like tents and stuff. A lot of people bring RVs, yeah. Um, or they they'll or a yurt if you know what a yurt. Oh is. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched a lot of tiny house shit lately. Yeah, yeah. They so, have met uh, was it the Nordic Village in Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. You can stay in a yurt if you yeah. want to. I think they're a little bit fancier there. These are like kind of more temporary. They're built out of this like insulation like that a, you can buy at Home Depot. Oh yeah, and you cut them and tape them together when you get there. But. Um, some people tent camp, but I wouldn't suggest that. It's, it's fucking miserable. It's windy there, huh? It can be very windy, yeah. And it's it's hot. I mean, it's we're talking late August in Nevada. in high desert, so it's not as hot as it is here. But it's it's not I mean, cold. It's it's in the nineties generally during the day. What is that night? At night, it can get cold. I mean, into the forties. Okay. So it hasn't been the last few years, but. I've been there uh, before at night and literally put on everything that I had <laughs> that I brought because I was freezing. What do you sleep in a year? Uh, the first couple of years, uh, I did a, we did motorhomes. I, ha- I used to own a motorhome and uh, then we rented one for the second year. Um, but since then, uh, I've just been, uh, it's called a uh, shift pod which is like kind of a big dome tent, but it's a, like an insulated fabric, like a quilted silver fabric, so it reflects the sun, and you can put an AC unit on the inside. Oh, no shit. It's got... Like a generator or something? You hook it yeah, you bring a generator, and then there's ports in the side of the shift pod sewn in for your ductwork for the, for the AC, so you can actually... You get fancy with it. Yeah, yeah, otherwise it's you know 120 degrees inside that's a terrible anyway. experience yeah well now too with all the solar shit like we even have now in our backpacks like i have these little it looks like a phone honestly it's like a solar panel and you can plug all your shit into it mm-hmm. which actually helps mm-hmm. i'm sure the generators have those too to like re yeah i mean a lot of people do do solar but generally the acs draw too much power to crush them to do solar yeah unless you had a big battery wi-fi there 
you can find Wi-Fi there, yeah. I was thinking now because I'm like, I see people like, now people will post it all the time. Like, I yeah. only used to see it like when you would share it. Now it's like, yeah, I'll see everybody and their brother. Yeah. That's one of the great things about it, though, is that there isn't any phone service. There is before the event, but once all those people show up, it overloads the tower, and then oh, yeah. you can't you can't call or send a text or anything. Oh, which like, which is great. So you just you end up putting your phone down or leave it in in camp. I carry my phone around just to use it as a camera, but I just put it in airplane mode, and um, so you're like you're you're disconnected from the real world and get you get lost at Burning Man. That's part of the beauty of it. And forget about the bullshit for a week. See, this would be a perfect year to do it. Because this year's been right? bullshit. This year's been bullshit. Because <laughs> of fucking coronavirus, man. Right? What the hell? That's gnarly, dude. Five days is kind of a cool thing, too. That you can't... Well, again, I've been to events before, like, like the Arnold or the Olympia and stuff, where it's like you're all in this convention center, and your phone just takes a shit. Because uh-huh. there's too many people. Yeah. Which is kind of good, too. Yeah. And you've been how many times? Nine. Nine. Nine in a row. This would have been my tenth. And so their plan is to do it next year, obviously. Yeah, 2021. Yeah. I'm honestly kind of relieved that it's canceled this year. I was on the border of like... Just because it's so much work for you to do all your shit? Yeah. It's just kind of like... You could just go though, right? You could. What do you mean? Still go to the lake bed? Well, I'm saying like you could just go and not like bring the Jeep and shit. Yeah. Just go as like a normal yeah. dude. Yeah. I've considered that before too, but... But that's like I, who you are there, right? Like you kind of become a person there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of known for those two, for those two cars, and kind of have a, like a following. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be weird to go. I mean, the only the only year that I've been to Burning Man without an art car is the first year. And so, like these, you become friends with these people. Yeah, I have many. Like many. A, like afterwards, like you have your phone, like you know they follow you on social. Oh yeah, 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 Instagram. I figure. But I have a many many friends that I know just from Burning Man, and I only see them that week of the year and that's it yeah which is pretty cool though too yeah it is cool so obviously it's like Mad Max though like when you look at it from the outside like yeah. the outfits and shit it's extreme yeah, yeah but to of. me it's like a I don't want to say a fantasy but kind of it like is you can like people who like when I say like Heather's friends Brittany and Ramey like these are doctors who I don't know what they do there maybe they're the same doctor people but odds mm-hmm. are like like, I always say, like, work Heather and, like, you know, Heather I met are two different people. You know, like, Jeremy that you see, Jeremy's got fitness, and then me who used to piss his pants and headbutt walls. These are two different people. <laughs> and I'm assuming Burning Man me is somewhere in the middle probably, right? So, like, when yeah. you go there, it's like this, you can just be whoever you yeah. probably not. It, yeah, it's a, definitely an escapism. And there's there's zero judgment at Burning Man. Um, one of the 10 principles is radical self-expression. So you can, you can walk around naked there and nobody would even look twice at you. That's yeah. Cause I've seen that too. Yeah. I mean, nobody gives a shit. It's like Europe. Yeah. I mean, cause they do it there. We don't do it in America, but yeah, you, I mean, there's topless women all over the place and after a day or two you you don't even see them anymore it's like it's normal it's just what happens there yeah it's just what happens and then the partying for sure yeah I mean it's a party but you can find anything at Burning Man yeah I mean there are getting back to the theme camp thing there are 
AA theme camps. Where oh, you no go, shit. You can go there and like catch a meeting. That's and crazy, too. I never thought that. There's, uh, there's church camps. You can go and like get into a mass if you want. At Burning Man. At Burning Man. Yeah. Probably. Well, I guess now it's 70,000 people is a shitload of people. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. You can find anything there. There's a camp called, it's a very famous camp uh, called Orgy Dome. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You just go in there and just bang. <laughs> That's it? What's up? Yeah, orgy Dome. I mean, I, truthfully, I've never been inside Orgy Dome. Like, but, when uh, you go in, you got to be prepared to, like, get down to business? Or can you just, yeah, go, in, like, well, can you just go in and, like, check it out and be like, well, maybe I want to get up in this, maybe I don't? You can. I mean, you can go in. You have to go in as a couple. You can't just go in as a single dude. Oh. They're not going to just let single dudes. Just, it would just be overrun with single dudes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, could you just, like, pre- get, like, some fake girl? Be like, hey, pretend you're my girlfriend so you can just go hook up with people? Well, I've, heard, sure. st- I've heard stories of guys that will wait out front for a single girl to come up. And then, he'll, you know, he'll be like, hey, you want to go in together? That doesn't obligate them in any way, obviously. But yeah. gets them in the building and then they can check it out or whatever. That's crazy, dude. I mean, hey, man, if that's what you're into. Right. That's what I mean. You can you can find anything there. Yeah. Orgy Dome. Nice. So you can go, you could go and do yoga and workshops all week long. If you, you go to church, to. you can go to a, a meeting and Orgy Dome all yeah. on the same day. Yeah. What a fucking place, bro. <laughs> that's gnarly. <laughs> so before I forget to ask this question, what, um, for the people who, um, if, if someone was going to go, like, yeah. let's say coronavirus is not a shit show and they can go in 2021 yeah what what is what's the advice for like the first time person going i would say do as much research as you can go to the burning man website read as much as you can if you can you know uh reach out in your local community that chances are there's going to be a local burner community of some sort that will hold events and uh, and there's Burning Man regional events all over the planet. No shit. Uh, what is that? Uh, it's just a a regional is a local event that shares the same philosophies as Burning Man. Okay, yeah. So uh, Arizona has a a regional event. It's called Saguaro Man. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, it's like a biker gang. They're like your charter. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like Sons of Anarchy, and these guys are the Redwoods of here. And these, right, yeah, I get it. Yeah, Makes yeah, sense. similar. Yeah. So do your research for and and talk to somebody who's been before. Yeah. Although when I the first time that I went, I didn't know anybody that had ever gone, and didn't know anybody that was going that year. We just I, with my then girlfriend, we just went and you know we did our research, but we didn't know anybody. That's crazy, too. And made all kinds of friends. We made more friends with our neighbors where we were camped than we had, you know, in that week, than we had in our the house we lived in for five years in South Scottsdale. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a powerful thing. Everybody's very social and uh, open. So... I don't know. It's weird. You you I, you can't describe it. I could show you every YouTube video about Burning Man, and tell you all the stories that I and the experiences that I've had at Burning Man. And if you went with me next year, 
you would turn to me after a couple of days and say, why didn't you tell me it was like this? Because you got to be there. Yeah. That makes sense. I can't. Nobody can describe it to you. And everybody has a different experience every time they go. And you're going to have a different experience, even if you're camped with me. Obviously, you're going to have your own experiences. Yeah. So, you know, everybody absorbs it in a different way. It sounds crazy, man. I mean, I see it. But, again, unless you've been, I guess you don't really know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have gone nine years in a row and spent all that money. If it sucked ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't drive 800 miles with a bunch of shit in your thing and spend yeah. a ton of money and be like, yeah, it's not that cool. I can't even fathom how much money I've spent on it. I wouldn't want to add it up. But your advice to people, it sucks. Don't go. It sucks. Don't go. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets are hard to get. It's hot. It's dirty. You'll hate it. Yeah. Don't go. Nice, bro. What, um, before I forget to, I got like three minutes. What's, um, where do these guys find you at if they want to stalk your stuff? It's, uh, the website and then at, uh, Big Willie Jeep. Uh, my website is bigwillyjeep.com and it's W I L L Y. Um, and the Instagram is, uh, at Big Willie Jeep. And if these people are into Jeeps, they should, yeah. hit, you, they should hit you up. And then the, I have another Instagram too for the other art car. It's, Movement of Jaw People at Movement of Jaw People. J A H? J A H, yeah. Boom. Tones in Harley, too. Like the Bob Marley song, Exodus, Movement of Jaw People. That all fits in. Nice, bro. Yeah. I dig all that. Um, I got like two minutes. Anything else? Oh. Yeah, I want to do, uh, I don't, not necessarily a comment, but, or a question, but more of a comment. Yeah. You're, uh, so out. In the gym here, you've got a, a sign. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's something like uh, eat like you love yourself, speak like you love yourself. Train like you love yourself, yeah. Train like you love yourself, yeah. Yeah. And I've just noticed on some of the uh, some of your other um, podcasts that you tend to say you're stupid and dumb. And I think you're joking, but I think maybe there's a little bit of truth in your own mind in that, in you saying that. Uh, yeah. What do I got? 90 seconds? Uh, yeah. I mean, yes and no. Uh, well, I don't want to sound like an, I think I'm an awesome all the time because I sound like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> but I say, I say in the context of like, like um, IQ versus EQ, right? Like, so if you're just like, hey, Jeremy, here's this seventh grade math test. Can you pass it? Fuck no, I can't. Right. Like, I just can't do it. Or, hey, here's uh, drop me off in like, somewhere in Scottsdale and be like, hey, where's North? No fucking clue. Uh, can you, can, well, you know, can you name me all 50 states? No chance in hell. Right. Um, but if you talk about like other things, like I can figure out other shit. But I do think there is a, a thing to be said about people who are like book smart like that. I just possess 0% of that. So that's kind of like my only dig at myself. Am I like a complete dipshit? Like, no. But in my monkey brain, I've been able to figure out life good enough to the point where I can be here. But yeah, I say in jest, but you know. I just think you should follow your own advice I appreciate it yeah because I don't think you're dumb thank you sir <laughs> I appreciate you man uh, that's dope bro um, yeah man that's awesome I could do we could do this for like four hours we'll bring you on again okay for sure but uh, yeah you guys follow Ian uh, I'll post uh, some of the stuff in the show notes I'll put it on the email um, and if you got questions for him obviously hit him up if you obviously want to go to Burning Man or check it out um, he'll give you the full the full spiel yeah and I'd then, be happy uh, to talk about it yeah uh, and again, you guys, appreciate you. Um, 
we'll talk to you next time. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.